believe God. I'm not going to deny what's happening, but I'm going to believe God, and good things are going to begin to come out of this. One of these scriptures that will help us during times like that is the Bible says we know that all things together work for good for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. I'm telling you folks, that is, that's God shooting an arrow right into our hearts. Amen. And so I believe that this example that Mark saved, you don't find this anyplace else with this type of a thing. I believe it's for us again today. And the Bible says that he came to Bethesda and, and they, they brought a blind man to him. And this was becoming a, a regular thing. Jesus was becoming very well known by this time. And people were seeing that hey, this is the Messiah. That's, he's got the real goods. Amen. But Jesus did something different. The Bible says he took the blind man in verse number 23 by the hand and led him out of the town. You know, there's times, folks, that we got to separate ourselves from unbelief. We got to separate ourselves from people that are just continually tearing this thing down. And I'm not saying so that we can be arrogant and act like we're bigger and better than they are. But sometimes their little gnawing and their little nuisance isn't going to do anybody any good. And so I, I, I'm not quite sure if this is exactly why Jesus did it, but I'm just assuming that he just said, listen, we're going to get this thing done, praise God, and we're going to get it complete. So he leads him out of the town, praise God. And I don't know how many people followed him. I have no idea. But the Bible says, and when he had spit on his eyes, again, out of the box, amen. And the Bible says, and he put his hands upon him. He asked him if he saw aught. What do you see? Amen. And look at the response here. And this is where I feel like some people get to sometimes. Amen. The Bible says, and it says, and he looked up and he said, the blind man, I see men as trees walking. Can you see what he's, what he, what he's saying? I got, I got some kind of a vision here. I think I can see something, obviously, and they're moving. Now, I don't know about you, but God doesn't want us to mistake people for trees. And in my opinion, that's where we go sometimes. Sometimes we get the touch of God. In fact, I'm going to be very bold to say, if you'll come to any apostolic service, you will get a touch from God. You will. God is never doing nothing. He's always doing something, praise God. Now, I understand he doesn't violate our will, praise God, and he isn't going to make you do anything, but he's going to touch you. The Spirit of the Lord is in a place like this, praise God, and it can make all the difference in the world in the name of Jesus, just like this morning, praise God. I understand even in a church of this size, we got people going through all kinds of things, praise God. Got a report again last night of, of, a, of a lovely couple in the ministry in the Rocky Mountain District that have been just absolutely beside themselves sick, praise God. But I'm here to tell you, praise God, I still serve a God that's on the throne in Jesus' name. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to believe God, praise God. I'm going to lift up my hands and I'm going to give him praise in and for all things in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's lift up our hands and let's just practice that right now. Mm. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, folks, this is the kind of stuff the world, uh, hungry people spiritually in the world are looking for. They're looking for this kind of thing, just like I was, just like you were, praise God. 
Amen. And so here you got it. Jesus takes him out of the town, kind of separates himself a little bit, and he spits in his eyes. Boy, what kind of a reaction would we get if we did that? Yeah, but Jesus did it. You can read it for yourself. I believe what the Bible says, literally in situations like this. And so the Bible says, as a result of that, this person who couldn't see anything, all of a sudden starts to see something. But here's what I want to emphasize, and the Lord really emphasized that to me that night you were talking, is that this is the condition of a lot of people right now in the apostolic church. And God wants to do a complete healing. He wants to help you to see things clearly in the name of Jesus. That doesn't mean that every, all of your problems are going to go away, that all of a sudden somebody's going to write you out a million-dollar check, that you're going to get that bonus at the work and all that kind of business. But in the spiritual realm, in the scheme of eternity, praise God, you're going to have your eyes wide open, praise God, and you're going to begin to see. And one of the things that I believe we have to see if we're going to minister the way God wants us to minister, the scripture says, I believe it's in Peter, where it says, to minister according to the ability which the Lord giveth. And one of the things that there's no question about that, that Jesus had when he was on this earth was tremendous compassion. He had compassion upon people. Now, that didn't mean that he, you know, started social programs and, and, and that type of stuff and, and gave everything away. That's not what it meant. It just meant that even the, the regardless of rejections and all of that kind of business, he never lost his love for the lost in the name of Jesus. And you and I, we got to renew, renew, renew that in the name of Jesus. I've been, in the, I've been licensed with the United Pentecostal Church for, you know, getting close to 40 years now. And that's not a long time. But one of the things that has excited me about this organization is this has been happening as a whole in our organization. People are getting their eyes off of their own little petty problems and they're beginning to see a world, praise God, that's lost and needs Jesus. And I'm telling you something, folks, many marvelous things are happening in the kingdom of God because of that. Amen. And so the Bible says in this instance, and by the way, this is the only place we find it in the scriptures. It says that Jesus, after hearing that report in verse number 25, after that, he put his hands, everybody say again. That's what he did. He began to pray again. Don't be afraid to do that in the name of Jesus. Upon his eyes and made him look up and he was restored. Somebody say restoration. This is what God is doing, praise God. I believe one of the reasons why some people can come and go in a place like this is not because they don't feel the power of God, not because they don't even receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost or baptized in Jesus' name. Hundreds over the years that we've been here have come and done similar things like that. But one of the things that God is helping me to trace back to is the fact that they're not seeing clearly. They're not seeing quite as clear. And that's why, again, if, if, if they'll come back and they'll get prayed again, I'm going to tell you something. They can be restored. And this man who was blind, who mistook trees as men, began to see things clearer than he has ever seen before. Now, let me just ask a very quick question. Praise God. Somebody said, why did you go to the hospital this morning? It's very simple. Jesus, Jesus has taught me something very much. You want to know what he taught me? He said, if they ask, go. Amen. It's that simple. Some of you get nervous because I don't go some places. And it's not because I'm arrogant or I don't want to. But listen, in my early days of the ministry, I busted down a lot of doors. I forced, I forced God upon a lot of people, and I'm not proud of that. 
But I've learned, praise God, that if you'll just have patience and you'll wait upon the Lord, you're not only going to renew your strength, praise God, is you're going to see some doors that will come open, praise God, and the peace of God will go in there and you'll begin to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Come on, these signs shall follow them that believe. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. And you and I, we can believe this kind of stuff. And so, again, the only time we see Jesus doing this, and I believe that Mark was, was anointed by God to keep this in. And I believe, uh, and I'm not going to pray right now. I have, I'm, I'm very tempted to pray, but I'm not. I just want that to marinate in your mind. I believe that the Lord will give you understanding. Praise God. The Lord give you understanding in the name of Jesus. And I believe he wants to do that right here this morning, even those of you that are online. I believe God wants to give you understanding of what's going on in the kingdom of God. And if you'll ask, you shall receive. If you'll seek, you're going to find. If you'll knock, you're going to get something to come open in the name of Jesus. That is a principle in the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Amen. The 26th chapter of the book of Genesis is, another, is one of those chapters where a lot of things happen, praise God. Isaac is the middle, um, kind of the middle successor there, and, and we don't have a whole lot of information on Isaac. We just don't. He was the promised son. Can you say amen? And, um, you know, of course, we understand the story of Abraham, how he, you know, he just, just trying to, to make things easier for God. Yeah. And we, I found myself in the same place. Well, God, why don't we just use Ishmael? You know, he's already here. You know, I kind of screwed up, but why don't we just, you know, take this little problem, this little mistake that I made, and let's just make it into something that, that gives you glory. And I'm not saying that God can't do that. Oh, man, I feel, I see some eyes are open. That's happened in your life, hasn't it? Now it's time to get it right in Jesus' name. And so Isaac, in the 26th chapter of the book of um, uh, of Genesis, we find him doing some, some things, and I believe that he was taught, amen, uh, the, uh, that his father was, was a man of faith, and I believe that he, he walked with God. I'm not saying that Abraham was a perfect man, but he was a, a man that, was, that, that could teach his kids to do some things in Jesus' name. And when you come into the 26th chapter of the book of Genesis, a challenge arises, Amen. And we are, are, are being challenged today. You know the difference between um, a challenge and a problem, don't you? A lot of times challenges won't get, won't get taken care of. It's just that you understand you're going to have to rise above it. Rise above the challenge. I've always used the analogy of, I mean, I've been out here for almost 33 years now, and you know, Sheridan isn't any closer to Gillette than it was when I first got here. I mean, you think after 33 years, you know, we'd be at least 10 or 15 miles closer. But we're not. And so when I get in the car, I don't do it as much as I used to, but when I get in the car and I head west out of town, you know, I'm going to Sheridan, I understand it's a challenge. i got to drive over 100 miles. And that's the way it is. Well, I don't know where you're at, but, you know, there are some challenges in your life that you're going to have to recognize that that's how it is. You've got to rise above that challenge. Now, problems are different. Problems can be solved, and I believe God, through the help of the Holy Ghost, gives us the ability to bring solving issues into our lives and into other people's lives. So think about that, praise God. You might have some problems here today that God wants to take care of in Jesus' name. Now, here's the challenge. 
26th chapter of the book of Genesis and verse number 1. Here's what, what Isaac was facing. The Bible says, and there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. You remember what Abraham did when the famine hit? Yeah, he went to Egypt. Got himself in a little trouble down there, didn't he? Yeah, and so God doesn't want Isaac to, to repeat that. And I got some people here that that's what, that's what you do, man. When, you, when something arises, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of this myself. And what you end up is in Egypt. And whoa, man, alive, that one is going to really be a hard one to deal with. Why don't we do it different this time? Come on, look at me and at least fake a smile, okay? <laughs> Come on, I'm telling you folks, we can do it different. Amen. Praise God. Hey, if that's your rendition of a smile, man, I'm, yeah, there it is. I knew it was in there. Praise God, I knew it was in there. Amen. Well, here's the famine. And the Isaac went unto Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, uh, unto Gerer, and the Lord appeared unto him. Look at verse number 2. I'm in Genesis chapter 26. And he said, go not down unto Egypt. Look at somebody and say, that's pretty clear. Yeah. Remember here the, a while back on a Wednesday night, we talked about the righteous. And we talked about some of the things the righteous just don't do. Well, that's pretty clear information, isn't it? Well, here it is again. Isaac, I don't want you going to Egypt. We're not going to make the same mistake your dad did. We're going to do something different. Amen. And this is, this is what, 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 what gives me such hope in Jesus' name. And so what was the answer? It says, dwell in the land which I tell thee of. And in verse number three, sojourn, you know, in this land, and I will be with thee, and I will bless thee, for unto thee and unto thy, knee, uh, unto thy seed, rather, I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swore unto Abraham thy father. The only thing, you know, the only thing that Isaac had to obey is just don't go to Egypt. Pretty simple instructions, in my opinion. Just stay here. That's what the word sojourn means, by the way. It just says stay. Amen. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some things while you're here in Jesus' name. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, I believe the Lord will help you to have some understanding in Jesus' name. And it'll go right along with that, that scripture in, in Mark, praise God. Jesus, who is almighty God, who is, you know, the anointed one, praise God, he had to pray again. He had to do it again for that blind guy. And I'm not sitting here, you know, you know pointing fingers and, and the blame and all that business on that guy. All I'm saying is that Jesus had to do it again. And when he did it again... Things begin to happen. I don't know where that blind guy ended up, but he wasn't blind anymore. Praise God. And so here you got it in, in chapter 26. And one of the things I like about Isaac is that he learned how to obey God. How do I know that? Go down to verse number 12, Jeremy. I don't have time to read the entire chapter. You can do that yourself. It's a very, very uh, uplifting chapter for me. I just really appreciate Isaac, and I appreciate him staying with the program. Amen. Staying with what God wanted him to do. Amen. And so the Bible says in verse number 12, it says, Then Isaac sowed in the land. And what happened because he sowed there? He received, praise God. He reaped in the same year an hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Isn't that a beautiful story? Amen. But the temptation was there. Amen. And so this is what happens sometimes with us, you know, when we see men as trees. We don't have the picture. We don't have it clear. 
We're not quite certain what God wants to do. We think we do. Amen? And our flesh is feeling pretty good and all that kind of business, but it's not what God wants. Hallelujah. And so this is what he did, praise God. He began to sow in the land, and God answered him. Also in this same chapter here, I won't belabor this, but this is what you can do when you read it, is you will find that Isaac dug again the wells. Amen. That's what he did. There's four of them in there. You'll find them for yourself. It's tremendous, praise God. But he dug again. Amen. That's one of my nicknames for, for, for Isaac, especially when I read 26th chapter. He's brother again. He just did it again. He didn't reinvent the wheel. He wasn't the first guy that sowed. He wasn't the first guy that took seed and threw it on the ground. Come on, he's not the inventor of that. He just learned how to do it again. Man, I'm talking to somebody right now. If you'll catch this right between those two eyeballs of yours, I'm going to tell you something. You're going to begin to see something in your own life, praise God, that God is going to probably ask you to do again in Jesus' name. And instead of fudging it, instead of dismissing it or whatever the case is, praise God, if you'll begin to do it in the name of Jesus, some things will begin to happen. Let me give you a little byproduct of this. One of the teachings that the New Testament gives us of faith, you can find this in the second chapter of the book of James. And James makes a point, praise God, that faith without is. Now, sometimes we feel like we're working our way to heaven, don't we? But obedience is a, revel is a, is a revelation. You must understand a lot of faith is internal. How do you see somebody's faith? I understand that God can because he's God. Amen. Second chapter of the book of Mark. These guys are taking the roof off the place. And the Bible says literally in the King James Version that he saw their faith. Well, what brought about that vision? Obedience. That's why you and I must become children of obedience. We must obey what God teaches us to do. You want to know why? It's not the only reason, but one of the things that that will do is reveal faith. And this is what our world needs to see. This is what we need to see. It's one of the six doctrines of Christ. Come on, you discipleship students. Come on. Faith toward God. Well, the way it gets enacted is through obedience. And we got a world out there, man, that's claiming that we're self-righteous and we're trying to work our way to heaven. And all we're trying to do is help you to see faith. Amen. Now, come on, if you'll get involved in this thing, I know that the Lord will have a mission for you. You'll find yourself in the midst of some, some situations that, man, I don't know how this is going to work. But with God, all things are possible. And you're going to keep going and you're going to do it again. Amen. You're going to come back to the prayer meeting again. You're going to keep coming to church. Come on, isn't that what apostolic churches teach you? Isn't that one of the biggest things that we teach in here? Is it, yes, you come to church and not just once a month or once a year or whenever you feel like it. You start making a habit out of how to come and, coming back to the house of God. You start making a habit out of pray and praise God. And you begin to become obedient. And what that does is that begins to reveal faith to the people around you. Hallelujah. I'm telling you folks, if, we, if we'll keep this up, we can expect mountains to be gone in Jesus' name. And so, I, just humor me a little bit, I, I, I named Isaac the again kid. He's, that's what he does. That's what he taught me. He taught me to do it in Jesus' name. Now, he's not the only one. I'm just about done now. I'm coming in, praise God. 
and I'm not on United. <laughs> Forget United. Amen. I'm on Delta. Praise God. They're on time. Amen. They gave us a ride home the other week. Praise God. I thank God for that. But in the New Testament, let me show you something here. That Jesus drove home to Peter right off the bat. Look at Luke chapter number 5. Look at Luke chapter number 5. And look at this. Here's Jesus launching his ministry. And he's... You know, he's out there and he's amongst the, the, the you know, the public and, and he's just not making any bones about it, praise God. And so here he is. Let me begin reading in verse number 1, Luke 5 and 1. The Bible says, And it came to pass that as the people pr- pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of the Gennesaret. That's Jesus. Jesus is creating, or, or, bringing quite a crowd together, amen, at this point in time. And the scripture says, and, 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 and here's Jesus, and he saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. Okay, the Bible says, and he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's. Wasn't an accident. He knew what he's doing. It says, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land, and he sat down and he taught the people out of the ship. This is what Jesus is doing. Sunday school got a little big. You know, we're down this Sunday, but who knows? Next Sunday, man, we might have the places come, you know, uh, uh, flat out the seams will be coming off this place. Amen. We might have to launch our boat out a little bit. Amen. So we can catch everybody. Well, the scripture says in verse number four, now when he had left speaking, now he's done, it says, and he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets. Notice that's plural there. He says, for a draught. I, I, I want to reward you. I want to give you a blessing. He's a fisherman, man. He gets paid by the fish. He doesn't get paid with empty nets. Amen. And Jesus, he's God. And so God wants to bless people who will let them use the things that, that, that he does. And so the Bible says, Simon answered unto him, Master, I see men as trees. Well, that's Carnahan's para- paraphrase, but you're catching the drift now, aren't you? Amen. He's a fisherman. He's done this for years. He's an expert, just like we are. Sometimes we get to a place where, God, you don't know anything. I know it all. No, you don't say that, but boy, our actions speak louder than words. And so the scripture says here, he said, Master, we have toiled. We've worked all night. We did the night shift. We did the 7 to 11 here. And it says, and have taken nothing. But nevertheless, I like Pete because he's leaving room here. And the scripture says, at thy word, I will let down the net. Do you see what he's doing? He's still seeing people as trees. He didn't catch what Jesus said. What did he say, Andrew? He say net or nets? He said nets, didn't he? What does nets mean to you? How about more than one? But here's Pete, man. He's playing it safe. I'll humor this guy. You know, we'll see. You know, and I don't know if he's that arrogant or not, but God doesn't abandon people even when they're that goatish. Thank God. And the scripture says, and when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and <laughs> their net breaks. And boy, now we're going to blame God for that one. See what I'm talking about? Faith that worketh 
by love and that will obey what God tells them to do will be revealed in Jesus' name. Now, I'm not saying they didn't have any faith, praise God, but they had some faith in Jesus' name. And I'm going to tell you something, you know, just so you understand, praise God, what's really, really going on here. What's really going on here. Let's just fast forward this a little bit to verse number 10. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. It says, and Jesus said unto Simon, fear not from henceforth, thou shalt catch men. There it is, folks. That's really what the kingdom of God is all about. It's not about accumulating a whole bunch of wealth and getting all kinds of neat things. I'm not saying that you won't. Praise God. But the bottom line is, folks, I don't want to find myself like that rich young ruler someday. And Jesus said to me, sell it all. It's apparently that that's, it's very apparent that that's getting in the way of what I want to do. And come and follow me. See, that's one of the reasons I have a constant devotion with God is because I know I'm totally dependent upon him keeping me from really going off on the deep side. That's what it is in Jesus' name. Praise God. I'm telling you, folks, today can be a tremendous day for somebody here in this place, online. I'm telling you, it can become different. You can begin to see people as people instead of people as trees. And I believe in like situations. Can we stand? Would you do something? I'm just going to ask you to begin to lift up your hands, not because I, uh, of some ritual, but begin to call upon the Lord by faith. And let's let God do something. Oh, hallelujah. Let's let God do something in the name of Jesus. I believe he is really here to do something tremendous in the name of Jesus. Come on, come on. Let's let him do something tremendous. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I, I feel it, folks. Come on. The movement of faith is in this place. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Praise God. If you want to come down to this altar, praise God, you can do that. If you want to make a deeper commitment to the Lord this morning, praise God, you can do that in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.